Hello, I'm Kargi, host of Text to Task Simplifying Education. My belief is that every day we have the opportunity to be inspired, to grow, bring joy, serve and be role models. Thank you for joining me today. Please share the show while sharing DM me on Instagram so that I can say hi to you. For daily updates and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at millennial underscore teaching learning. In today's podcast, we will travel to Myanmar, more commonly known as Burma, in Southeast Asia. Myanmar's ongoing humanitarian crisis affects almost 5 million children who need immediate support and assistance. There is a severe lack of respect for children's rights, which threatens their lives, well-being and prosperity. I am joined by an educator from Myanmar in order to gain a deeper understanding. I am pleased to welcome our guest today, Saw, a young English language teacher from Myanmar. As a teacher, he has been involved in community-based preschools and private language institutions over the last 10 years. His main focus is teaching communicative English and professional development. He organizes language program for youths in need, teacher trainings, and helps reform community-based preschools. I appreciate you taking the time and courage to join us and speak on such an important issue. Thank you, Saw, for joining us today. Thank you so much for inviting me to this as well. So let's get started. My first question is, what influenced your decision to pursue a career in teaching and education? Actually, to be honest, it is just like a kind of generational process, to be to be honest. And it is just like a kind of genetic thing. My grandfather has been an English teacher my aunt as well, and now I am becoming the English teacher. So it has been the third generation in my family, and it is the kind of thing that happened to me, and this is the first part. And the another one that I decided and that I chose to become a teacher is that like after I have passed the matriculation exam, it is quite an important one in our country. And then I try to attend some of the English language classes. And they're quite fun. They are quite interactive. But I am um, I see there's they were lacking some of the things that are really desired. Like those kind of things are interactive activities, 21st century skills, and especially the most important one is the very small language classroom. So we don't have, we didn't have such a kind of things in our town or in our city at the time. So that's why I decided to start it. I decided to start a very small English class. And at the time, the room was quite small and we started it and we tried to give the youths to have the opportunity to meet each other, but not in a very large classroom, just about limited student. And we just accepted only about 12 students at a time. And there were 12 students in the class. They did different kinds of activities. They tried to learn different culture at the same time. And they also learn English in the modern and 21st century, in, in the 21st century skill. I really like that. And this is my inspiration to get started because at that time we didn't have such opportunity to outreach our 
program or maybe to uh, to expand our knowledge in a very fun and interactive way. So that's why I started. So that's why two reasons. The first one is because of my family. There have been some teachers previously and now the another one is we needed it. We needed it that time and I started to be a part of the teacher and to be in the educational field. Great. You are you are a true leader, I will say, that you have taken up the path and you have taken up the cause of spreading language learning. Can you describe how a typical day looks like for you at school, be it online or in person? It is a kind of hybrid program for me. I teach both online and in person, but most of the time I spend my time in person. And the another one is as I am in the leading role of my institution, I have some time to adjust my, my timetable a bit and I can choose when to teach and when not to. So that's why my times are quite flexible. And another one is it is not just like a kind of public teacher who are go who, are, who usually go through the school from like maybe eight to four, something like that. For me, it is quite flexible, but like uh, it is so much work to do at the same time. So talking about the typical working day, I need to go with two different parts. The first one is like the the way that I teach in the class and the another one is the lesson preparation because although lesson preparation is not normally in the official working hour, we also need to spend the another time to plan the lesson. So, so that's why I need to mention about that. So the, the first one that I would like to mention is about my day. I usually start my day around 8.30 and 9. And after that, I usually go to the preschool that has already been mentioned in my bio. And I work together. And as I am the chairman in the preschool as well, I needed to check what the teachers are doing and what the teachers are doing, what they are requesting. And I also need to talk together with them about the things that they want to consider consult with me. So these are the things that I usually do. And sometimes I also plan to have to make some of the decision or maybe we also discuss together with the other committee members about when to want to close the school, what kind of activities we're going to do. And we I also work with the teaching team as well about the lesson planning, about the kind of thematic things. So these are all the things that I do in a preschool. And I try to be in different parts of the preschool and I really like it. And after that, I came back home because actually my preschool and my home, they are quite close about just only about they're quite close, about two blocks away from my from my home. So that's why it is quite easy for me to come back home. And after that, I start my another class at my language institution. I start my class at one. So after like we also have a kind of IELTS classes because these days some of the youths are willing to do the IELTS classes. So I also do that. And after that, I have some of my communicative English classes. So that's why I need to prepare it. And sometimes I usually need to print the paper, the extra worksheet. So that's why the students can work. And I usually finish my day at five, five uh, 6 p.m., 6 p.m. most of the time. I usually finish my in-person classes at 6 p.m. So during those time, I work together with the students and sometimes I work with the assistant to talk about the things that we still need to cover and we still need to plan. So we mostly all the things are happening in the class and it is quite fun, interactive. And it's, sometimes I also give the suggestion to the students about the things that they need to improve. Or sometimes the students ask me some very interesting question it is not just about learning english it is about how to improve your life or maybe the difficulties that you're facing in your life so the, after that i finished 
my classes at six and after that I do some cleaning up and I try to make it quite ready for the another classes in another day so after that I, I have my dinner and something like that and after that I start my online classes at 7 p.m so 7 7 till 8 30 so at that time I had the opportunity I usually have the opportunity to learners from around the country and sometimes there are some Myanmar students who are living in a foreign country so they are also attending our classes I usually meet them again and it is much more fun as well because we can meet different people from around kind of around the world to be honest so that's why I really like it and these are the day that I usually spend and believe it or not I work six days a week I work six days a week because we also have Saturday and Sunday programs so the only day that I take a off day is on Friday. We don't have the classes on Friday and we usually take a rest on the day. Um, and then sometimes I'll also spend extra hours for the lesson planning about thinking what to teach or maybe some doing some cutting for the paper or something like that. So we also spend those those kind of things in hour and these are the days that I usually spend on my typical working day. Okay. It's admirable that you're sharing your knowledge with others. Uh, my next question is, which topics in the curriculum do you enjoy teaching the most? As I teach most of the communicative English classes, speaking is for sure my favorite thing because it is so much fun to do different activities. Actually, in the other skills, we still have different activities to do. But for speaking, it is much more fun because whenever you do the speaking activities, it is not just about speaking about the topic or just about those things. It also includes listening. In order to speak very well, you need to listen to the other people. And after that, you also need to have a decent amount of vocabulary and grammar. It also a good way. And the another one is sometimes based on your activities, like there's sometimes there are some role play, you need to read as well. Or maybe sometimes you also need to write down the notes. So that's why when you do the speaking, all four skills plus vocabulary and grammar are also included. And after that, the speaking activities don't normally stop there. It also continue with the kind of critical thinking, how to handle the problem, how to solve the problem, or maybe even if you are given a specific role, you need to think more and you also need to do some research very quickly about the topic. Like for supposing that if you were in the role of the of the chef, you need to know about something about the food or you also need to know how to make some delicious meal or the, the healthy meal. So that's why I really like speaking activities. And sometimes I also need to be a part of the speaking activity because we don't have the enough students to do the things like that. So that's why I try to be in the in the activities at the same time. It is so much fun. I love it. And among the speaking activities, I use I normally use the board game because board game is the most effective way in my opinion because the students can roll the dice and after that they need to answer the question or sometimes they need to discuss about something or sometimes they need to fill in the blank so there are various activities that you can do in that part so that's why speaking activity and the uh, like speaking activities is the thing that i like the most in my curriculum okay uh, according to recent reports, Myanmar is facing several challenges. First of all, escalating conflict and violence, as well as climate-related disasters. What impact does this have on the education system and the well-being of students? Mm, actual, actually, I would like to focus on the 
climate because of the climate like the climate changes is quite intense not actually it is not in our country it is also happening in a neighboring country and what normally happen is most of the young students so the young learners and sometimes you can also see such a kind of problems in the adult learners as well but in most of the young learners they cannot come to the school regularly because they are suffering from the illness fever or cold even like now we're turning into the winter but there's like there's sometimes there's a seldom rain so because of those kind of things the students cannot handle the intense weather a lot because in the last past two years they stay inside the home most of the time because of the global pandemic and they don't they didn't go out a lot in the past two years so that's why now they are facing those kind of real problem and the weather become much more intense so they are they cannot come to the classes regularly and they try they miss the classes most of the time so as a result it resulted as a kind of the thing that students are not very they are not communicating very well in order to uh, to attend the classes or maybe sometimes they also miss some of the important lesson or even the text so that's why these are a kind of serious thing that most of the students are facing during these days and it is quite intense actually and sometimes the parents are also trying very hard not to let their students miss the classes and to let them attend the classes regularly but actually it is a very serious one and we are also trying to cope it very well like we also try to give the extra time to to teach the lesson that they have missed or maybe even if we have the text we try to make it quite a kind of flexible not the kind of uh formal text and we try to have it a kind of assessment instead of the text so these are the things that we are doing these days and i hope that in the in the coming maybe months or years they might be very they might adjust them very well and they might be quite familiar with that in my opinion so thank you okay um um is there any challenges of being a teacher in Myanmar and how are you coping with those challenges? Actually, uh, we don't have a lot, uh, such a kind of, a lot of challenges to be honest. But normally when I talk about the challenge, it might be the kind of motivation that the students are not having don't have most of the time. Sometimes the students are lack of the motivation, and but actually it is not to all of the students. There are some students who are lack of the motivation to come to the classes regularly because uh, according to my bio and according to my work experience, I'm working in a private sector. So it's mean you can choose it, whether you will come to the classes regularly or not because it is not the public school and there, there is no attendance for you to finish something like that. So it is their choice to come to the class or not. So that's why there are some motivational issue for the students. Their lack of the motivation. It is not because of the of the classroom most of the time. It is because of the other social problem, social issue, and maybe the social gathering. They usually when they go to the social gathering, they miss the class. So it's mean the more social gathering that some of the students have, the more they are not motivated enough to come to the classes. So what we usually do is we try to talk them personally, and we try to mention about the things that or maybe the impact or the circumstances that they might have if they miss uh, most of the classes we try to talk with them like that and we try to remind them to attend classes regularly and we need to 
do a lot of personal talks with them. And the another one is about like the, the, the misunderstanding of the parents is also another problem. Normally it happens in a preschool. In preschool, most of the parents want their children to write in their very young age. So like in the age of three or four, they want the children to write, but actually they are not Read their students are not ready physically to start writing. Instead, they, they need to do some activities that can strengthen their muscles in their fingers, or maybe they can also do some coloring. So at that time, we also need to talk with the parents personally. And sometimes we also have the teacher-parents meeting, and we normally talk with the teacher. We know one we normally talk with the parents and we try to mention about the circumstances and the consequences of writing at a very early age. And instead of that, we also try to mention that there are many ways that the students can improve those kind of literacy skills in, instead of writing. So these are the things that we usually need to face and these are the ways that I usually try to cope. And after, those, after talking about those kind of problem solving idea i have i have found out that the most important way to cope the challenges is try to talk with them try to talk with the challenges or try to face the challenges because after a very serious or maybe after a kind of good communication and conversation between you and the other people we can find a solution and the solution can be very helpful for us so that's why i really hope that i strongly believe that the good conversation is important and crucial for coping the problems that we face as teachers yes absolutely right and it's great that you provide your students with so much of encouragement and support great okay uh what kind of specific support do you provide your students the first one is the emotional support, to be honest, because there are some students who are facing some difficulties, like some, some students, because of different situation, they don't want to continue their school. So sometimes we try to need to talk with them. So if you are not going to continue the school, what are the choices that you might have? And why don't you want to, to continue this? School? We normally talk with them and uh, because talking is very important for us and we need to talk to each per, each other and like sometimes we sit together, I try to listen to them. It is very important. Emotional support is the most important and the crucial thing as well. And the another support that I usually do is it is a kind of fun as well. It is also related to the emotional support, to be honest. We usually give them small treats, uh, especially when there's Halloween. We are ready to give them some candies and Christmas is coming. And we're going to give them some small gifts as well because it also gives them the opportunity to learn and learn about the different culture at the same time. So these are some of the things that we usually do in the class and the another support that i would like to give to my students and that i usually give is i try to give them the best opportunity to learn if after you have learned in my classroom and you might experience something new something the, the kind of activities that you might have never had or that you might have never experienced in your life and these are the things that i would like to support to my students and last but not the least i really would like to give them the best experience or maybe the best future in their life so that's why i try to teach them the best i try to give them the best idea and i try to give them the best or maybe as much as i can so these are the things usually provide and these are the support that i usually provide to my students thank you i'm grateful to hear about your work
uh, it's really that uh, so much support you're providing your students. And I think they are blessed to have you as a teacher. As I always say in my podcast, children and education must be protected around the world.